Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawksfield at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome back, Nerd at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. We're live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Those YouTube comments already pop and popping. You can always get a hold of us on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline as well, 888-638-4876. Coming up on the show today, we've got our regular 9 o'clock guest, Mike Schaefer from Husker 24-7. He will join us at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. And then we will have Rohan Chakravarthi. He covers the San Francisco 49ers for Niners Nation as we start to preview the Super Bowl coming up here on Sunday. Of course, we will also get to a little bit of uh, Hurt at Hot Seat as well uh, on the show today. But before we get into any of that, I wanted to bring up something that I saw yesterday because, you know, no matter what time of year, as I mentioned, we're always talking Nebraska football, right? So I was looking around, you know, just making sure I didn't miss anything on the Internet yesterday, and it popped up the returning production rankings that Bill Connolly puts out every year for ESPN, which is always kind of an interesting read because of the impact, the potential impact that has on either uh, progressing in terms of where teams were last year or regressing uh, based on losing a bunch of guys, right? If I, well, you probably probably already know, Andrew, but if I had to, if you had to guess, where would you have put Nebraska in these rankings? So it's funny that you asked this question because I have ESPN Plus and it never lets me read articles anymore. <laughs> so I actually don't know. <laughs> uh, normally I would know, but when I looked at, when I was looking it up, I'm like, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Um, I can't see this because ESPN just chooses not to let me uh, read articles anymore. If I had to guess based off of returning production where Nebraska is defensively, I think it gives them a huge. Uh, kick up the list i'll say i'll I, I you know what i'll comfortably say they're top 40 oh they are comfortably top 40 that so, is true so i'll say well if you you gave me just like a, a nice little jolt there to go even higher than the 32 i was going to mention i'll say i'll go up 10 spots i'll say 22 they are third wow in the country, Virginia Tech, Iowa State are one and two with, uh, you know, he does a, a, a formula. So it's not like a strictly, you know, it's not strictly like, hey, you return X number of your passing yards from last year or whatever. So it's a little bit uh, nonlinear. But the number for Nebraska is third. Virginia Tech is at 86, 86% returning production. 
Uh, Iowa State is at 85, and then Nebraska and Oklahoma State are both at 77 each. So there's a little bit of a cliff there after one and two, um, but there's a ton of people kind of in that mid to high 70s range. There's about 10 teams between 73 and 77%, but Nebraska is third on that list. We haven't uh, seen a lot of attrition no. in the Matt Rule era, and that's not even just from from last year when he took over the team. Yeah. There wasn't a ton, and this year especially there wasn't. So uh, a number like that, it seems shocking to hear, but as you kind of explain mm-hmm. the numbers and compare it everywhere else, and you know that's you're, I'm so unfamiliar with how other teams are operating because I'm so <laughs> heavy focused on Nebraska, it, it makes sense. And, you know, it's funny that you bring up, uh, that sort of attrition because I was talking to TK this morning and he was bringing up the offensive line, which I mean, if that doesn't come as a shock to anybody that TK <laughs> and he he's calling his shot saying Turner Turner Corcoran is going to transfer after the spring to maximize his NIL value elsewhere. And I'm like, okay, so what makes you think that? And he kind of broke down what he thinks the offensive line will look like with Prohaska healthy, Thinks he's more talented. You have Ben Hart and, and Scott and Mazuka now. You have Evans Jenkins, who he thinks is going to fill out the line. There's backups with younger guys. Uh, but, you know, he thinks that you're st- going to start seeing a little bit of attrition there. And I, I'm wondering what you think, not just with the offensive line, mm-hmm. but with a lot of new faces coming into the program, a lot, and, and, and some good work in the transfer portal as well. In the spring, do you expect a lot of attrition? No, I don't. And that's that's kind of why I wanted to bring this up, right? We've brought we've brought this up a lot in terms of people just want to stay here. People want to be part of what Nebraska's doing. People want to be a part of what um of what Matt Rules putting together there in Lincoln and I think these numbers reflect that. Not only have they retained pretty much everyone they could retain from last year that that was productive in any kind of way but they've also added people that were productive other places which does get factored into this a little bit if you were productive at a division one level prior to that you get like a percentage on and that's why i said the formulas it's too much math for me but it, it, it all gets worked out in there right so like a mazooka i think does count towards nebraska's returning production uh jamal banks counts towards nebraska's returning production those are Probably the two biggest in terms of actual production last year. You know, Dowdell didn't put up a ton of numbers last year. Nayer didn't put up a ton of numbers last year. Um, I I think I do not expect anyone of note in terms of guys that have produced already at Nebraska to leave. I think if you see guys that leave, it'll be um, guys that have been in the program a couple years that are kind of staring at the depth chart and seeing younger guys ahead of them and being like, eh. I don't really see a path forward here um, or uh, maybe some older guys that um, have been here for a while that are like, ah, I, I haven't really played a ton. I'd like to get a chance to maybe play a lot in my last year or so. That's kind of what I expect to see. I'd be first. I'd be shocked if Corcoran ends up in the portal. I think he's going to start next year still. I think he's going to start at guard, though. I think he's going to move back inside to guard. The guy that I think gets "quote unquote" left out in that scenario, and he's not really left out because he's so young, is Justin Justin Evans Jenkins. But I think he's also going to be the primary backup at probably both guard and the center spots. So he's going to get a ton of playing time on the interior of that offensive line. Um, I I think they want to 
rotate guys in there a little bit more to stay fresh. So I, I think it will be a situation where even guys that aren't starters and getting starter reps are still going to play enough that they're, especially the young guys, aren't really thinking about transferring. Um, Justin Evan Jenkins knows that he is the future at that center spot. I think they would have been okay there if Ben Scott had moved on, but Ben Scott decided to come back, which again is that that retention that we keep talking about. Um, I don't expect anyone to move on from not just the offensive line of note. I don't expect anyone that impacted the team last year in a major way to move on in the spring. I just don't. I, I think honestly, the probably the biggest impact transfer we're looking at right now is Chubba Purdy, the guy that already left because he would have been nice depth in that room. I don't know if we'll see um, a whole bunch of 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 leaving of of, of attrition like we're talking about, but. I would say, going back on your point on the O-line, that I wonder if you'd be doing J.E.J. a disservice by by not having him in the starting lineup next season based on how much production you saw out of him last year. I know, like, you know, young guys like that, you know, it's they, they see some playing time, but then, you know, when other guys get healthy, they kind of come back down to their original spot, but with all the work that he's been putting in, not just last season, but in the off season. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if, if he'd be taking a quote unquote step back or maybe you're holding him back uh, when he could be in the lineup and, and productive right away. Once again, it, if I, if I put everybody on paper, you know, we could put their strengths and weaknesses and then probably fill out, who we, what we think the offensive line should look like at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But I think J.E.J. should be a starter based on what we saw from him last season, even if it's not in that center spot right away. Yeah, I mean, I think he's good enough to be a starter. I, I just don't know if he will be in terms of just what the line currently looks like. Um, I know TK says he doesn't think Corcoran's good enough to beat out Mazuka. I don't think he has to beat out Mazuka. I think he's beaten out. Justin J- Evans. That's yeah, it. Justin Evans Jenkins. Because um, Mazuka is going to be a starter. I think Dave. Like I, I have no doubt that Mazuka is going to be a starter. I, I actually think Corcoran's better than we get him credit for because we saw him play so much tackle, and that's not a good fit for him. He needs to be a guard, and so a lot of what we judge Corcoran on is what we saw at the tackle spot, which he he has struggled. Right? He's not athletic enough to be a tackle. He doesn't move well enough to be a tackle. I think he can be a really good guard. Now, again, at the end of the day, based on how much this is in, this line has improved and, and how good they've been in developing these guys and turning Ben Hart from a punchline into an NFL guy, like whatever they decide, I'm cool with, to be fair. Like I don't have an issue with it. I just think with his experience and having him be able to play his natural position, Corcoran's going to be important. Plus, then if you do have an injury, he can shift over to tackle. It's not going to be pretty, but he's at least got an ability to shift over to tackle if he has to. That versatility, I think, is really important. I don't think Corcoran's going to be one of the guys that gets squeezed out. But we will see. I, I think spring's going to be super interesting for some of these battles. As TK mentioned, they've got some roster size issues to fix as well. Coming up next, Rex Burkhead's retiring. Let's talk a little bit of uh, Rex Burkhead memories here at Nebraska on Herd at Sports Radio.